What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of No Reserves Podcast. I'm your host, Angelo. Here with me, as always, is Alex. Alex, I survived Armageddon. For now. <laughs> hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> Not as always. Not as always. You should probably start with the PSA. I think, I think the new rule of thumb is if Alex predicts it, just do the opposite at this point. It's like a way of life. Yeah, I guess we can we can just touch the waters of fantasy. I'm guessing that's what you're talking about in terms of the Armageddon. No, no, I'm talking about how you didn't oh. beat me in the predictions this week. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were you were mentioning fantasy because no. I won't be here tomorrow. No, uh, Angelo will be flying not solo, but with a new partner tomorrow. <laughs> So for everyone who's usually following along my PD ride in order to get to the playoffs, we survived another week, fellas. Just the small update hmm. before we get into the real football, since I won't be here tomorrow. We live to fight another week. So How did you I like think this week of football? The Thanksgiving football was pretty much all amazing. Um... We got to watch the Seahawks get sacrificed. The Commanders got worse. The Dolphins, like, the only close game was the Packers and the Lions, which I guess you want to see close games, but at least you got to see, like, a lot of offense and a lot of good defense getting played for some teams. I cannot say the same about the Sunday games when you had the Giants-Patriots that I don't want to talk about. The Steelers, Bengals, that I definitely don't want to talk about because I watched that whole game. The Panthers, Titans, and the Browns, like that. That those are all just bad games. But... There were some very pitiful games <laughs> this week. There were some very good ones, some very entertaining ones, like the, the best ones were on Jaguars. Thursday. That's my hot take. I don't care that that basically every team got blown out. Thursday was the best day of football. Uh, I'm pretty sure I would say the best game of the week was the Eagles and the Bills. Yes, that was the best game, but the but best the day best was day. Thursday. Okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll say I understand that. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, pretty entertaining Thanksgiving game to start. The Packers going. Uh, I believe it was in Detroit, right? It was in Detroit. Okay, it was in Detroit. Yeah, the Packers took the business to them. They played really well, to be honest, and we managed to get a game back. Yeah, like Jordan Love seems to be playing much better right now, to be honest. Are we too harsh on Jordan Love? So, someone put me up. Uh, someone put up his stats over his first, I believe it's eleven, twelve games in Aaron Rodgers, and they're very, very similar, like eerily similar. So yeah. We sort of have to remember that this is basically his rookie year in terms of starting games, actually. Like, he played, the, yeah. he played a couple of games when Aaron was hurt. But this is now his true, like, freshman year yeah. uh, playing in the NFL. And, I mean, since Week 9, from Week 9 to Week 12, Jordan Love, among the qualified QBs, is third in EPA per play, seventh in success rate, sixth in yard per attempt, 15 adjusted completed percentage, 7th in CPOE, 3rd uh, in, t- in touchdown passes, 4th in passer rating, 17 in air yards, 5th in PFF passing grade, 
third in big time throws and third in completion percent and completions over 20 yards. Really impressive by a guy who most were sort of giving up on. Yeah. We stood by our guy and he's he's rising now, he's shining. Look at that, good boy go. <laughs> so is there any bad game that you want to talk about? Because I'm I'm cool just just skipping them. <laughs> um bad games. So I definitely don't want to talk about Seattle. <laughs> we can leave that one go. You know you're a fan of a team for so long when you watch like the first two drives and you know what's coming. So in that game, I basically watched the first two drives uh, of our offense and I turned the game off and went to bed because I knew it was going to be a blowout. I wake up and it was a blowout and I watched the, the game in 40 uh, during the morning. And yeah, it was exactly what I expected. <laughs> we just got absolutely mauled by the San Francisco 49ers. There's not yeah. really much to say other than that. I mean, we, we completely got sacrificed. I mean, the game plan, it was just, was just atrocious, man. I, I don't know. I think Shane Waldron got some hype early on. And I think I was... I was buying the hype because I thought they could be like some some dark horse contender for the for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I guess that's just the effect of playing the PJ Walker Browns and the New York Giants and all of those teams that we played in that stretch. Uh, Carolina as well. I guess it's just the impact of playing really bad teams. Or I guess the the Browns aren't bad teams, but like not properly QB teams. I guess. It's the better word. <laughs> and yeah, the effect of that proved off on me. And we are clearly not a competing team for a Super Bowl. We probably make the playoffs because the NFC is really hiffy right now. But I have yeah. no hope for this team. You have no hope? You don't think you're going to make any kind of noise in the playoffs? Nah, for sure, no. The, the who would you would... rather see? So, who would you rather see in the first round? Would you rather see Philly, Dallas, or San Francisco? Oh. <laughs> I guess we're getting a preview this week because we are playing Dallas, if not mistaken, on <laughs> Thursday night football, nonetheless. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think Dallas is always sort of fraudulent when it comes to the big games. So I guess them. You want uh, Dallas? Yeah, I guess I would rather have Dallas. I don't trust that we can win any of those games. But if I have to pick one, it's probably Dallas. Okay. I'm just curious. I'm pretty sure those are ba- those are basically the teams competing for the one or two seed. So yeah, I do think that we probably make it not as the last seed. Uh, it's probably gonna be. Uh, right Falcons. now we're what? Yeah, no, the yeah, the Falcons probably, or whoever finishes. Uh, it should be like the third team right now. It should be. What's the other division that I'm missing? Oh, the North or the Lions, I guess. I guess the Lions is not a bad matchup either. Due to the inexperience in the playoffs. So that's fair. Yeah. I do have one 
really bad game that I want to talk about, and I guess we can jump straight into Sunday. But uh, this season, there have been 52 games in which a team has allowed 10 or less points. In those 52 games, uh, the team who allowed less than 10 points won 50 of them. The team who lost uh, the other two games, the team lost even though they allowed only 10 points. Those two games were the Patriots. They lost back-to-back -back games where they allowed only 10 points. Is this the end of Bill Belichick? Honestly, I heard a report that said that he's rumored for the Chargers. Honestly, I'd like that. I'm sort of shocked he hasn't been fired yet, to be honest. I thought I thought for sure it was coming after the London debacle. But I'm I mean, telling you, they're not firing him. If they think they can get assets for him, they're not firing him. Why would you why would you give it away for free if you can get assets for it? I guess, but if you got if, if you got to go through the painful season this year, then you got to go through the painful season this year. You know, you know. I guess, I guess you're gonna be all in on you know CJ or not CJ Stroud, but uh, Drake. Drake May. Drake or Caleb. Bullen. Do you think? Do you? Have, uh, yeah, I was gonna say. Do you think they have a chance at the one one though? Maybe. Because uh, this was the big news that came out today, but Frank Reich was fired today for the Carolina Panthers. How many, um, how many, who has it? Who has what? The 101? The Cardinal. Oh, yeah. It's oh, the, the Panthers. Panthers. The Panthers, Panthers have the, the Cardinals. Yep. Uh, okay. No, I believe the second, the, the 102 right now is the Patriots. No, it's the, the it's, the Panthers. it's the Cardinals, dude. Oh, it is? I thought for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're 2 and 10. Out. The Patriots are 2 and 9 right now. Oh, okay. Okay. There's a whole buy that needs oh, to yeah, be they are in the mix, um, yeah. but Carolina with with Kyler Murray now back, the the team looks at least better than the Patriots. Uh, that's just I I don't know how why he keeps doing this this whole dance with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I do not understand. All I have to say is you have to be pretty bad to lose to the Tommy DeVito led Giants. Do you remember back when? The Bill Belichick defense would just annihilate any rookie that they would play. Good old I mean, times. I huh? think I think I think they did pretty good at annihilating him that game. It's just they couldn't get more than ten points. I mean, yeah, but like I remember back in the days of the rookie QB would have like I don't know one hundred yards and two three picks. Now Tommy well, DeVito. There, there's okay. There's there's a give and take to that. You have to have an offense that can at least sustain drives to get the rookie quarterback more nervous and more prone to make mistakes. You can't just, like, if you're Tommy DeVito and you notice that the Patriots get, like, two red zone trips and this is the entire game, then how are you nervous? You just, you just, you just, you could luck into two red zone trips. If you're Tommy DeVito, like, come on. I'm just, I'm just completely shocked, to be honest. I thought for it's sure this game. was, 
it was a bad game. the worst game of the week, probably. Uh, I did not expect this. To be honest. I expected the Patriots to at least win the game, if not just completely destroy the Giants. Because I had no faith in Tommy DeVito, but apparently Tommy DeVito managed to get like 200 yards and a touchdown. Versus what should be the rookie QB annihilator. Just <laughs> in home. And benching. Who are the Patriots beating? No one. In the be. remaining schedule, they have the Chargers, Steelers, Chiefs, Broncos, Bills, Jets. And the no, Jets should have Aaron Rodgers back. They're not winning We're, another game. They might beat the Steelers. Well, I don't know. The Steelers' offense actually looked pretty good. Even though they didn't score very many points, the offense did march the ball up and down the field. It was just some bad turnovers and some bad luck that the Patriots, Steelers were only able to muster 16 points on the Bengals. If I'm not so, mistaken, they got around 400 yards of offense. Yeah. That's yeah, the most yeah, really they had uh, since, uh, I believe it was 2021, if not mistaken. Yeah. No, the Steelers' <laughs> offense is, is starting to look good. Can it maintain man, this? We'll see. I don't know, man. I'm just, I don't think it has any. No, my bad. It's the first 400 yards of offense game that they had uh, since 2018. That's pretty rough. Yeah. Not going to lie. And I, it's a total coincidence that it came after the Matt Canada firing. firing. Nothing to see here. For sure. Nothing. Nothing to see here. I'm sure Luke is Don't. somewhere celebrating. Just don't look at the um, at the passing charts from Kenny Pickett, because you might find some passes in the middle of the field. Yeah, <laughs> they are finally using the middle of the field. Who would have thought that that's a good way to jumpstart your offense? I know. I actually got to see Pat Fryermuth out there. He looked good, huh? He did. One hundred and twenty yards of receiving offense. What did you think of the new look Bengals with Jake Browning? It was bad, dude. <laughs> it's bad. Like uh, he made a few mistakes that he was kicking himself over, but it's just we're just unable to march down the field. It's just, it's just that's reality. One of Jamar's Chase's completions came on a tipped pass. Wasn't it two? Huh? Uh, wasn't it like two of his completions? Of his, I only remember against. one, but it might have been yeah. two. I think it was two. I was, um, I was making uh, something around the house, but I was listening to the to the red zone, and just when I got away from watching the game, I believe the the broadcast mentioned, oh, just before he had this the tipped pass uh, that he managed to catch, and now he gets another tipped pass that he managed mm. to catch. So I think that might have been two, but, yeah, but no. I, I did not see the second one. The interception came on a pass to Jamar Chase. It's just, it's bad. I uh, yeah, I saw the pick. The yeah. pick they showed on on red zone. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's just it's right. No, is it something that you think can be like rectified and that it was just no. because this was a rough start. Like like your first game as a starter for in the NFL. Not only it's versus a divisional rival, but it's. The Steelers, Steelers were pretty, pretty good. Yeah, 
good defense, yeah. Do you think it gets better from here? Better, maybe. No. All hope is lost. <laughs> like, All hope is of lost. course, uh, I don't expect like a miraculous playoff run. All hope but is I lost. mean, the Jags, the Colts, Are the we in Vikings, a position to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. now? Uh, I no, doubt it. I, Even if you lose out, five think, games is. I think too we've much. won too many games already. Yeah. Who we got? We got the Jaguars next. They're gonna beat us. Uh, we got the Colts next. They're probably gonna beat us. The Vut. I don't see another win, dude. <laughs> I, don't uh, see I think you beat. I think you beat the Colts and the Vikings. I think we'll beat the Colts and the Vikings. Yeah, I'll give you at the least Vikings a solid with chance. Justin there. Jefferson? Yeah. Okay. I'll give you a solid chance at least. We play the Chiefs. That's going to feel good for them, I'm sure. Oh. And I guess it's more like you're just beating on the small guy there because you don't have the QB, so it kind of loses some of it of the interest. The only good thing I can say is the so the Bengals over the last two or three drafts have invested heavily their late first round picks in defensive backs, whether that be Daxon Hill, whether that be Cameron Britt, whether that be Turner. I forget his first name already, but it seems like all of those guys are contributing to the defense. So we are we are doing things that we don't conventionally do, which is not only spend money in free agency, but also our draft picks are contributing to the roster in a big way. So. Yes, and you're drafting a year in advance. Like you, you mentioned, Dex Hill, he was drafted last year. Um, not the last year's draft, the other one. Yeah. Uh, when you still at Jesse Bates. Yep. Yeah, and Taylor Bray as well. But he was drafted while he still had um, Jesse Bates. And now that Bates is gone, uh, he gets to jump in. With a year on the bench, learning from the vets. I mean, it's start. It's smart roster building, and I think it probably continues. You get a pretty high pick now. I gotta believe it's gonna be top twelve, top thirteen. I think we go for so, a I mean, pass. If we're gonna go defense, we're probably gonna go for a linebacker or a pass rusher. If it's on the offensive side, it has to be. It has to be on the line. It has to be on the offensive line. There's no other way. Like. Do you think because this class is very highly touted in terms of wide receivers? Here's here's what might be interesting, depending on where the Bengals f- picks fall. If the Bengals select Bowers, ah, uh, I was going to say that. Yeah, <laughs> if the Bengals select Bowers, there are going to be people in Dynasty drafting Bowers at the one hundred and one book it. Can that happen in our league, please? <laughs> Austin, if you're listening, this is good advice. This is very this is solid not advice. good advice. You do not select a tight end at the 101. We learned that with Kyle Pitts. But can you imagine? He tests well and he goes to the Bengals tethered to Joe Burrow. Can you imagine that hype? Yeah, I was going to say either that or wide receiver, like Lee, uh, letting T, T. Higgins. What Walk. if we what if we get nabbers? Yeah, that could be it as well. We seem to like our LSU wide receivers, so let's go. Let's make an LSU team. All LSU team. There you go. 
grabbed Kyle, Clive Edwards Hilaire. I actually I actually talked about Austin about that. You know, if the Chiefs let go of Clyde Edwards Hilaire, it wouldn't shock me if we signed him. Like at all. Yeah, that probably makes sense. You probably won't need that big of a deal. No. And you you've been needing like a, a second guy there. He can be a pass catching back, and we've we haven't had that since Giovanni Bernard. So Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh I do want to talk about another game. That involves a team that you really like. But how about those Saints, Angelo? Oh, oh it was over when we when Chris Olave went. <laughs> so I have a stat for you. You okay. know, I, I like I like to find my stats. You like to find your stats. Yeah. So what was one of my main pet peeves versus Derek Carr when he signed in? How terrible he is in the red zone. Exactly. So the Saints were the only team since 2000 to have 17 straight seasons covering more than half of their red zone drives into touchdowns Mm -hmm. from 2006 to 2022. Mm -hmm. They are at 42.5% this season, which is the fourth worst in the NFL. So Derek Carr not only is bad in the red zone, he goes to a team who is historically good in the red zone and he makes them Bottom five in the league in red zone. Pretty rough. Yeah, I guess they should have just stayed with Andy Dalton, right? Stop it. At least Derek I mean, Carr gets you to the red zone. The only problem is the conversion rate there is not fair. Again, great. All I want is really get to the prom, but here's don't a, enter it. There you go. Here's a, here's a, since you want to talk about some fantasy today, since you're not going to be on Thursday. Um, Derek Carr is amazing for whoever his wide receiver one is. Like, that's just a fact. Um, no, that's just a fact. I mean, sort of. Like, Olave, although he has been good, he hasn't been what we hoped for. Now, this game was promising was now that... I mean, he was, what, a top 20 wide receiver? I mean, his ADP was around the wide receiver one, so we sort of failing on that. Like, not by much. It's still pretty close. But, uh, for example, like, the game prior to this one, he was having a pretty rough game. I believe he had, like, a catch or two. But then Jameis came in and, like, he got, like, five yeah. or six catches with 96 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Just out of out of Jameis. Mm-hmm. So now without him, uh, Michael Thomas went on injured reserve. Now it could be that the targets just get funneled for Olave and Camaro. Mm-hmm. Well, he well, Olave has a concussion, so I'm pretty sure it's up in the air if he's going to play. Yeah. I don't but, think there has been a player this year uh who on who got into the concussion protocol and played the week after uh, unless it was a a bigger week like if they play Thursday night football. Uh if they play Monday night football. So you're the, saying the the lob, not very likely a lobby plays Sunday. Yeah, I I don't believe that at all. Yep, that's right. They have been really cautious with the uh, with the concussions this year. Mm-hmm. As they should be. As they should be. Yeah, of course. But Bijan finally had this big game on the other side of the field. And screw the screw the Falcons, man. I mean, <laughs> I guess it's just screw culpits because. Drake London had seven targets, five catches, 91 yards. Solid game. Bijan had, what, 
three catches, 32 yards, and a touchdown. And then he added on 91 carry, uh, 91 carries, <laughs> 91 yards on 60, 16 carries for it a touchdown like as well. 91 carries. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, he had 16 carries, pretty solid. He had 19 touches overall, pretty solid. And that backfield still had seven carries to Desmond Ritter, ten carries to Tyler Algier, eight carries for Cordell Patterson. So, just they just want to run the ball as much as possible right now. Here, okay. So you, you I mean, yeah, you're like, yeah. <laughs> Drake London had 90 yards. Desmond Ritter had 13 completions on 21 attempts for 168 yards in the NFL. For Christ's yes. sake, one touchdown, two interceptions. Like he's not good, dude. There's no no <laughs> one's good. There is no one good on the Falcons. Uh, you know what my my take was on the Falcons prior to this was no matter how bad the QB, this is like the sort of game that I expected it to be the whole season. It's like the QBs are not good. But the running game is solid. I mean, they got a what? They got, they got over one hundred yards. Uh, no, more than that. Yeah, they got over two hundred yards just on the ground between four players, and the defense played solid. And they won the game by like what? Uh, they won by nine. Uh, nine, yeah. They won the game by nine, even though their QB threw for one sixty-eight yards and he threw two picks. So this was the sort of game that I expected from the Falcons. Like they will bad. gain, they will win games like this. It's just bad. It's just, it's just yeah. I don't want to watch them anymore. Just, just number one team in the NFC South. Just screw the Falcons. That's that's that. That's my take. That is all. That's my take. Should we get to? Since you have to get it ready to go. Should we get to our top tens and the predictions for next uh, week? I th- we- Go ahead. I think we can we can still do a couple more games. Okay, still right on time. Yeah, Eagles Bills. Eagles Bills. I know you want to talk about it. Your number one team in the power rankings, dude. Huh? I don't know how the we- how the Eagles keep winning these games. <laughs> I was at Hall. When I looked at this game, like there was a point in there, the Bills, I believe they were winning. I believe it was like by three or or a touchdown. It was something like that. It was a one score game, but it felt like it should have been at least three scores. And they just completely butchered it. I mean, uh, there was a point in there in which they were leading by a touchdown and they have doubled the amount of offensive plays that the Eagles had. It was just a stupid game. Plus, I gotta say, um, didn't even have that bad of a game. I mean, Jalen Hurts threw for like two hundred yards, and the Eagles scored thirty-seven. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, they had what? Um, they had two sixty-five. Oh my god! I'm looking at their receiving numbers, and it's just. A.J. Brown, well, it was Devontae Smith led A.J. Brown, and then no one else got more than one reception. Yeah. <laughs> Kenneth Gainwell got two receptions for 10 yards. Yeah, and even like the drop-off from Devonta to A.J. Brown in terms of yards. It's it's huge. 
It's huge, yeah. They have a really bad game, and they win, and they score 37. I, I don't know. There were a couple of plays there um, that I was just flabbergasted at the Bills. Like, they have this crazy obsession with taking out Stefan Diggs in big downs. I mm -hmm. counted at least two or three big downs, like third and long or second and long to set up that that third down. Uh, when they were in, like, trailing positions, for example, two-minute uh, drills, where they would take out Stefan Diggs on third down to put in, I don't know, Trent Sherfield, and then not only do you put in Trent Sherfield, but you throw the ball to Trent Sherfield when it should have been Stefan Diggs. Are you trying to alienate your best player or the second best player on your team? What are the Bills doing, man? I don't know. Trying to lose football games? Maybe. But then they got <laughs> really screwed in a few plays there by by the refs, like there was a play in there, I believe it was late in the game, uh, when they were trying to make something happen in the fourth quarter. They were still leading, if not mistaken. Uh, but uh, Allen throws a pass on the sideline to Stefan Diggs. Would have been a first down. I believe he has uh, Darius Slade draped all over him. Like there, It's immediate contact. Like The dude is all over Stefan Diggs. There's not even a single penalty being called. That's a clear pass interference. Then uh, prior to that, I believe it's still in the first half. They were inside the 10, if not mistaken, the Bills. And Josh Allen is trying to make something happen. Uh, Asan Revik, if not mistaken, comes in, grabs him by the collarbone, like rips his shirt apart, throws him to the crown by grabbing his collarbone. It's a clear color, um, horse collar tackle. Uh, penalty, clear penalty, then not only do they not call the penalty, then they call um, illegal ground, uh, what what was it? It's not illegal grounding, it's... Illegal contact? It's grounding. No, it's grounding, it's grounding. Oh, intentional grounding. Intentional, intentional grounding. grounding. I knew it started with I, just yep. had a blank. Yeah, intentional grounding. When it was clearly, it was either a sack or it was an incomplete pass because there was a, a receiver right there. He hit Gabriel Davis right in the feet. And I don't know, man, it was a really weird game. I thought there was something going on there. I did not understand the calls. That's fair. Bad officiating all around, to be honest. You hate to see that. And but I think it, I mean, there was some of that in the Cowboys game too. So maybe, maybe the NFL is just on Eagles getting the one seed and you know the Zebras are going to dictate some of these close games. And it doesn't help that the Eagles are probably fairly far and away the best roster in the NFL. So if you key in on A.J. Brown, you're going to leave Devontae Smith one-on-one. -on -one. If you get them to like a third and short, they're just going to tush-push to get it that one or two yards. Like, yeah, I... I, I you can say the Eagles aren't playing good, but the Eagles feel oppressive to play. Yeah, I mean, they were down quite a bit in this game. I mm -hmm. don't think they led that much. No, I believe they, they led Not in the all. fourth quarter. Uh, there was a point in there in the in which the penalties were like 11-1 to 1 or 11-0. to 0. Um, Bills had 11 penalties. Eagles had 1-0. or zero. Uh, Yeah, that's just... I mean... Uh, very rough game. And Josh Allen moves to 0-7.
in overtime games, if I'm not mistaken. Plus, really bad defensive coaching in the touchdown that wins the Eagles the game. I believe the um, the Eagles players were even. Uh, it was Jordan Mylad, if I'm not mistaken. He made a comment in the post game, in which they said the. Uh, like they knew that they would score in that play and they were pretty shocked that the bills gave them the look that they give versus that play so they would also uh they would always just manage to get a touchdown there because of the of the movement that the safety took prior to the snap it was something along the lines of that so i mean that should have been on tape and the coach should the defensive coordinator should probably have taken a look at that and not Call that play um, on defense. So Tom Brady, the Eagles win. Tom Brady post retirement has gone on record as saying that the NFL in the state it's in now is the worst coached and worst fundamentally sound NFL that he's ever witnessed. Would you agree or disagree with that statement? Do you think the coaching? now is worse than it was, say, in the 1990s, early 2000s, early 2010s? I mean, for comparison's sake, I can only really talk about the coaching that I remember back when I started watching, so 2014. I can talk about coaching from before, uh, but it wouldn't really be fair because I wasn't really into this. I I saw, I read a lot and I saw a lot of, of games from before that but yeah. i didn't experience it at a time so i okay. guess it's a bit different i don't know i always feel like there's bad coaches every year there are like there's teams coaches. with bad coaches and i guess the state of the qb play he might have a point here because we did have like a pretty good golden age of qbs playing like the tom brady's uh drew Brees, rivers Eli there for a while while I while I started when I started watching Peyton Andrew Luck um, Rogers as well I mean big big Ben of course we have a few of like those borderline all, all of famer QBs and now you look at the league and I don't think you see as much as many of them like you see Mahomes you see Allen and even Allen is probably like level right now. You see Hertz, who I would argue is also not at that level right now. Um, so I guess I agree with the QB play. Coaching, I think it's it's mostly the same. I I would make the argument that coaching seems worse right now because of the of the dip in QB play. Like it makes the coaches look worse. Yeah. I I I I generally agree with them because I think with the way the rules are now, we kind of don't. So Tom Brady said that when he played certain players like Ray Lewis, he would not focus the middle as much and focus the outside a lot more. Because he feared that throwing to the middle would knock out one of his targets if Ray got to him. And he couldn't have that. That's not happening now. In fact, you have players who... I think now we've gotten to the the point in obsession with efficiency that you just want 
the most efficient throws. You want to throw to to flags, and you just want to try and get calls. And while that is great as far as as far as offense goes and moving the ball down the field, that does lean into okay. You're probably going to get your players hurt going up the middle, getting them blasted more times than they normally would. Yeah, I generally agree with you. I I also think that the level of the defensive players has taken a dip mm-hmm. from where it was before. I think before. it's harder. It's it's hard. Yeah, and it's it's harder. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, overall, I think the product on the field. It's not as good as it once was. Does that matter overall in the end in terms of league revenue, in terms of eyes in the league? I don't think so. If I didn't have the work trip tomorrow, I would still be watching tonight a pretty bad Vikings-Bears game like like it was any sort of Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. the league gets you into this. I mean, I watched the full Baltimore Ravens-Chargers games. Chargers game yesterday night and it was just awful (laughs) so overall it won't matter in terms of eyes in the league but it's probably the worst product that has been around and it's also like it's also because there's a lot of rookie starting QBs and I guess if some of these rookie QBs do take a step up and they do continue to play and improve Yes, the future product could be better because right now, I mean, you're looking at Will Levis, Bryce Young, Tommy DeVito, uh, Aidan O'Connell, for example. You are looking at DTR for the short period that he played with the Browns before he got hurt. You're looking at who else? There's way more. I mean, there's uh, Stroud, of course. There is uh, Raider, who is probably like his first like rookie year as a starting QB. And yeah, so there's squad and Owl as well, and Jordan Love. So there's quite a bit of young QBs getting their first shot at a starting job. And that can can probably sort of make you see the product as worse than it, than it is. Uh, but in eventually in the future, this could be benefic- beneficial if the um, if the players keep developing. That is, mm-hmm. because the I I do think the state of the wide receiver in the NFL is better than it's been in the past. Oh, I agree. Yeah, have really good wide receivers. Yep, right now, and corners as well. Yeah, corners as well too. Oh, but yeah, there was also another interesting game in the the afternoon slate yesterday, but the Jaguars and the Houston Texans, pretty solid game that they both had there. Did you see any of it? No, I did not. I was too busy Hmm. watching the atrocity that was the Bengals. (laughs) And then you, you had some Browns, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, just lovely gross. Sunday. I just it's gross. Just gross. At least you managed to see the Broncos, the oddest team in the NFL. Their offense looks really good, honestly. Like really, their really defense, good. Their defense looks 
better. Uh, better, yeah. They look opportunistic, would yes. be my word. No, 100%. But yeah, the Jags and the Texans, I mean, the battle for the, the AFC South, Jaguars managed to, to get it in the end. Uh, Stroud played solid. Um, played good indeed. I won't say solid. Played good. Uh, few mistakes there in the end. Um, that prevented them from actually like having a shot at the tying field goal. Uh, he held the ball too much when trying to make the play there in the end, and it basically meant his backup kicker because uh, Kaim Ferber is still out. So it was Matt Amendola's uh, chance to, to kick the football. And he missed a 50-something uh, yarder kick to tie the game. That's which, right. I mean, you don't expect that much from a backup kicker. Mm-hmm. But I... Uh, but yes. it, was, it was a mistake by Strother not at least getting some yardage. Because it wasn't short by that much. So if you get him some yardage and it's like a 45, 46 yard field goal, he probably makes it. But yeah, it was an inter- it was an entertaining game. And it is apparently Devin Singletary's backfield now instead of Damian Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. They shared the carries pretty evenly. It was Singletary with six, Pierce with five. But then in the receiving game, Singletary had seven targets to Damian Pierce's one. It's weird to see, honestly, because Devin Singletary never came across to me as like a receiving back. But at the same time, I'm not sure if they have anyone I'd classify as a receiving back back there. So, <laughs> yeah, and he is more of a receiving back than Damian Pierce, I guess, would be the point. Yeah. And he's probably just a better scheme fit. Than Damien Pierce. Probably. Yeah. Damien Pierce was a nice start in his rookie season, but this was sort of what I was afraid of. And do you want to talk about the Browns or do we just let it be? Probably let it be. <laughs> there's not a whole lot to talk about. There's about as much to talk about from that game as there is to the to the Rams and Cardinals game. Both really bad. <laughs> really one way games. The poor <sighs> The poor Browns defense, dude. The poor Browns defense. Yeah. I guess we'll just wrap up talking about the Monday night football game. How'd they even get yeah. to 12? Hmm. 12? Oh, the Browns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it PJ was... Walker came in after I turned off. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, DDR was hurt. Oh, he got hurt? Yeah, I believe he got concussed, if not mistaken. Ooh. He got at least shaken up. Yeah, it was a concussion, yeah. A uh, big hit by Baron Browning, who, uh, which was flagged and really shouldn't have been flagged. It was most, mostly because of how bad it looked in the end. DTR was down quite a bit. I think they usually tend to throw in the flags when it looks like that. But like in terms of a hit, it wasn't an illegal hit or anything like that. I really thought it was it was a bad flag. Uh, but yeah, he got hurt. Uh, he got concussed. PJ Walker came in. Didn't do much. It was just 
terrible game all around. I mean, if there wasn't a Panthers Titans game, and if it wasn't a a which was it, uh, the Patriots and the Giants game, this would be up there for the worst game. Yeah. It wasn't Yeah. that good. You're not wrong. It wasn't a good game to watch. But hey, you know, Panthers defense making Will Levis look pretty decent, eh? See, see, and Panthers offense making Will Levis look pretty decent, so, decent as well, by not being able to even move the ball. <laughs> uh, thankfully, I feel bad for Bryce Young, man. That team is bad. you know, maybe they get to do something without Frank Reich now. I don't even think Bryce Young has he hasn't looked great. Don't 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 misconstrue my statement to the say I think he's looked great. I don't think he's looked bad. Like like how you, how you describe Justin Fields throw, he doesn't look like that. He just looks like a guy who has no time, who's trying to make something out of nothing and who's also trying to learn the speed of the NFL at the same time. It's it it just looks bad. It it's it looks bad as from a fan watching this guy from the Panthers organization. The Panthers organization just as bad. He has no targets. His offensive line is terrible. I believe it was bottom five graded PFF last I checked. And yeah, he, he's trying to do, he's trying to make chicken salad, but he can't pretty much. He doesn't have the chicken. <laughs> yeah, he does have the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> he just has salad. He's just eating his greens. That's all. Nothing else. I mean, it was a rough game. I mean, if there's one thing I would criticize Bryce is that sometimes you see players playing really bad and you you sort of throw that aside because of the of the coaching and the weapons and so on and so forth. But at least sometimes you see glimpses. And I don't think I've seen plays at least in a big amount that makes me say like wow plays i don't think i've seen that from bryce yet and i would like to see to have some more hope for next year but you you it's kind of hard to make wild plays when your receivers don't even know how to catch a football near the sidelines <laughs> yeah that that was an insane like i don't know how jonathan mingo even Even decided to do that. It's, it's like he tried to make that an incomplete pass. Yeah, like he tried his best. Just completely falling on the ground outside of the field. Like he didn't want to give that ball any chance of being completed. And now, Okay. it, like, right got fired today. But yesterday, um, it was pretty bad in terms of, like, locker room stuff. Because now you got, for example, DJ Shark, who can't play a lick of football right now. It's pretty bad. Um, throwing his QB under the bus. Did you see any of that? No, I did not. Okay, so last play of the game, uh, they were trying to make a, com a comeback. It was an As unlikely one does. one. Yeah, it was an unlikely one. Uh, but it was a seven-point game. Uh, they had, I don't know, I believe it was under a minute. And Bryce goes to the goes to the comes out of the other, 
gets set and then calls an audible from the play that was called from the sideline. So the sideline gave him two plays, he audible to the second one. The second one was a screen on a fourth and ten. Um, a screen gets completely blown out because it's the Panthers. And then you have DJ Shark uh, coming to the media saying that the first play that got called from the sideline would have given them a better chance and that it was Bryce who changed the, the the play. So essentially blaming Bryce for the loss. And it's like, it's okay when you, and it's not okay, but it's it's comprehensible when you're like, I don't know, a Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson, whatever. Like an elite wide receiver. But to have the nerve of being just such a mediocre wide receiver like DJ Shark, and you throw your rookie QB with like 10 starts or 11 starts in this league, you throw him under the bus for what? Because you're in a one-year deal and you want to save face? Like save play, save play, save face by actually playing a lick of football, man. That's just... I don't see Bryce throwing shade to his O-line. I don't see Bryce throwing shade to his wide receivers who can't catch a football or get separation. I mean, DJ Shark is a speedster who should get separation. And he gets less separation than Quentin Johnston. So <laughs> what are we doing here? Like, that just came around really bad to me. Uh, but yeah, now the locker room is sort of iffy. I guess maybe it changes now with Reich out of town. But I didn't like that at all. It is a bad look. It is. Oh, finally, last game on the docket before we go into the other topics. The Chargers lost again. Quinton Johnston got benched. Yikes. Borderline again. Cannot grab a football to save his life. Um, yeah. Now, this game probably summarizes in a play that I thought was really funny, uh, which was, I believe it was still in the first half. Uh, Chargers got the ball first. They drive down the field. They don't get points because of, I think it was a fumble or something of sorts. Then they don't get anything. Then the Ravens come into the field. And the first play coming out of a TV timeout, they call a timeout, the Chargers, because they have too many men on the field. It's the first play of the game. <laughs> what are we doing here? How does Brandon Staley still have a job? Like, Is there waiting something for Bill just... Belichick to become available, obviously? Something's just baffled <laughs> me, dude. I... I cannot comprehend this. This is just... And don't get me wrong, this one was probably more on the offense than the defense because they did allow... Uh, they did, like... They didn't allow the um, the Ravens to have more than 20 points. And even then, uh, the last seven points were on a end-around play by Zay Flowers, like, with three minutes left on the clock. And, they sc- and he scored, like, a 30-something yard run. So it was more like 13 game, uh, thirteen points throughout most of the game. Like, they held them pretty well. 
the Chargers just were making mistakes on offense. Back-to-back -back fumbles, uh, one from Justin Herbert, the other one from Austin Eckler, that they both lost it. Uh, those turnovers were just very costly. And in the end, I mean, Herbert didn't do much. Lamar just did enough to win. And I was pretty afraid that I was going to lose my week because of Keenan Allen. So <laughs> I was literally screaming at my, my TV to stop throwing to Keenan Allen. Throw to someone else, my guys. But no, it was Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen had what? He had 16 targets, 14 catches, 106 yards. Like, this offense is Keenan Allen. That's it. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's all he's got. That's all he's got to throw to at this point. Yeah. Like, Eckler is now dropping balls, costly fumbles. Uh, Quinton Johnson is getting benched. He's getting out targeted by Jalen Rager. And he's having about the same amount of targets as Alex Erickson, which. I don't know, man. <laughs> That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Um, yeah. The Quentin Johnson experiment has failed. As I said prior to the season, he is a bust. And yeah, I'm sorry, Quentin Johnson troofers. The ship has gone down. Ship. You drafted the Titanic in your Dynasty Leagues. I'm sorry. You drafted the Titanic in your dynasty league. <laughs> oh, I just needed to get there out there because I won't be able to in the fantasy show. So, yeah. <laughs> and those were the week's games. Unfortunately. Yeah. And we cannot wait for Monday Night Football. I don't want to. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't want to watch some... I don't want to watch my, my fate get decided. Oh, okay. <laughs> you should go watch the game, though. It's going to be great. I mean, it's Justin Fields versus Joshua Dobbs. I'm good. What can go wrong? Hopefully they just start running out the clock from the start. <laughs> anyway, top ten. Top ten. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can start this week. I believe I started the last one. Okay. So at night my number ten, even though they lost, they still look like the tenth best team to me. Houston Texans. Houston. Number Next up. Number nine, Cleveland Browns. They don't have a quarterback, but I'm pretty sure they'll be a threat in most games, even if the hey, Broncos Joe. game was an outlier. They have Joe Flacco now. They have Joe Flacco now. <laughs> Not eight is the Lions. Seven is the Jags. Six is the Dolphins. Five is the Ravens. Four is the Cowboys. Three is the 49ers. Two is the Chiefs. And one is the Eagles. And you're going to do it too. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I really didn't want to do it. 
I think this is the most fraudulent top team I've ever had in my top power <laughs> the rankings. Most fraudulent top team you've ever seen? Yeah. Like, there's a bunch of teams here in the top 10 that are frauds. Philly as the one... Philly isn't a fraud in terms of a top 10 team, but Philly is a fraud best team in the league. I do believe that in my core. But as I said, if they beat the Chiefs, they would be my number one team. And then not only did they beat the Chiefs, they somehow managed to find a way to beat the Bills. So, at 10, my surprise pick, the Denver Broncos. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm putting them there. They are the oddest team in the NFL right now. They have won, I believe it is five straight now. Or is it six straight? Uh, I can check that real quick. But yeah, I mean, crazy win streak. It's the high, the best win streak in the league so far, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, they have won five in a row right now. They are tied with the Eagles, who have also won five in a row. So the, uh, the Denver Broncos are my 10th team. The Bills, I still can't take the Bills out of the top 10. They should have won that game. They deserve to win that game. In the end, they failed, but they are my ninth team. My ninth team. I've been at the Bills in like four weeks, dude. Forever. In forever. Then I have at eight, I have Jacksonville. At seven, I have the Miami Dolphins. At six, I have the Dallas Cowboys. At five, the Detroit Lions. I haven't knocked them down that much. I knocked them down a slot. Uh, Thanksgiving game, divisional game. This is my my pass for them. I'm not sure if I have given them a pass yet, but this is my pass for them. Then I have Baltimore. How many passes the are the Bills team. on? The Bills, gee, they are running out of passes. But, <laughs> they are running out of passes. <laughs> but thankfully for the Bills, there's not a lot of other teams that I want to put in here, so... Then I have the Niners at three, KC at two, and the fraudulent Philadelphia Eagles are my number one team, unfortunately. Let's go. Where did you have the Jaguars again? I'm sorry, I didn't hear it. Uh, The Jaguars are eight. Eight. Yeah. That's low-key hater. Oh, well, I have them at seven, so it's not that much difference. And finally, so small recap for the picks. Last week, Angelo, eight and seven. Pretty solid week. Can uh, can be eight and eight or nine and seven after Monday Night Football. So I guess just small round of applauses. And that puts you overall at 90, 87, and 1, which is over 50% now. And for me, uh, I went 6 and 9. Very bad breaks, but I won't use that as an excuse, I guess. And I am 75, 102, and 1. So how many wins do you need? I need 15 wins. It's getting (laughs) difficult. To say the least. You're not going to get there, buddy. <laughs> I do not believe I will get there. You are correct. This is 
we are pending Monday Night Football, as I said before. But it shouldn't change much the overall records. I am at 42%. And, and now at... you are at 51%. That's a pretty big gap, my dude. Yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty much the same as last week. Because now that we have so many games, it's hard to, to change the number that much. You're just changing the decimals, and yep. I'm rounding those up, so. <laughs> it's getting rough. It's getting very rough. I need you to completely blunder a week. You, and well, it's not... more you need to accurately predict a week, because I'm just... At this point, Thanks. I'm just going to get <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, my dude. <laughs> just what I needed to hear. It's... <laughs> Okay, so this is what now? We're going into week 13. Wow, wow, wow. We're getting close to the end. We are getting close to the end. I only have, what, four more weeks to catch you up? No, five more weeks to catch you up. You know, you just need to get like three games a week. That's all. That's all. That's all. And I have we have some buys this week. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens are on buy. The Buffalo Bills are on buy. The Chicago Bears are on buy. The Las Vegas Raiders are on buy. The Minnesota Vikings and the New York Football Giants. All of those teams are on a buy. Oh, thank Just God! Great stuff. After last week having zero buys, now we get six. Perfect. That's three Keep games. You're not going to schedule makers. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so first game. Thursday night football. The Seattle Seahawks at the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites. The over-under is 46 and a half. Oh boy. I believe I am. One and two in the last three games, picking the, the Seahawks. Mm -hmm. But eight and a half is a lot of points for a Thursday night football game. It is. It is. It is. But the Cowboys just beat up on bad teams. Are you calling yourself a bad team? Yeah, <laughs> I might. <laughs> I might be after what I've seen. <sighs> oh, Dak is just. Okay, I'm going to pick with the heart again. Give me Seattle plus eight and a half. <laughs> All right. Listen I... to me closely, audience. The right pick is what Angelo is going to pick right now. Give me your pick, Angelo. Yeah, that's the right pick, ladies and gentlemen. Dak, so here's a question for you. Yes. If Dak continues on this trend... At what point does he start making him making MVP conversations? Because I think if I was voting, I'd be considering him right now. There's still five games, but at this point in time, over the last four or five weeks, I, I'd be looking at Dak. I mean, if he keeps playing like he has the last few weeks, 
then sure, I would give him the, the award. I mean, there's not really a player who has been uh, like getting away with the, the award this year. Like the, the current favorite is Jalen Hurts at plus 140. Then it's Mahomes plus 350. And then it's Dak Prescott at plus 800. So, I mean, I would think he's about as good as a candidate as Hurts or Mahomes. Plus he has the star in the helmet. Plus he has the star in the helmet. So, America's team, isn't it? You're not wrong. That is the name. America's I do think it's it's pretty good odds. You can find them in some books at plus a thousand as well. All right. Yeah. Next game for me is the Miami Dolphins at the Washington Commanders. Oh, Miami's favored by nine and a half. Unfortunately, the commander's defense is nine and a half bad. Give me the Dolphins. Okay. So, the commanders did fire their defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. And I believe they fired the DB's coaches as well. Does that give me enough confidence to go with the commanders? Who's playing defense in the Commanders? The same players. Just different coaching and we pray. And I guess it does. Give me the Commanders plus nine and a half. Let's go! I have to go with them. Next up, the Detroit Lions at the New Orleans Saints. The Lions are four-point favorites away. The over-under is 46 and a half. Yeah, I don't know. We mentioned it before, but the, the Miami game is the highest on the week. It's 50 and a half. This is 46 and a half. And give me the Lions minus four. Okay. I cannot pick your team, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to break the rule and I'm going to agree with you because if Chris Olave is actually unavailable this game, four points ain't enough. Give me the Lions. Under the assumption Olave isn't playing. Okay. Next up. Oh, oh. The LA Chargers at the New England Patriots. The fact that the Chargers are only favored by six just speaks leaps and bounds to what the Chargers have been through. I think if there's one coach who could stop one player, Keenan Allen, it's Bill Belichick. But at the same time, I just got to let the Chargers keep hurting me. Give me the Chargers minus six. You got to buy from that last week because I did pick the Chargers. Yeah. So you got it. You got yourself a bye week there. Yeah, now you're back into the purgatory. Yep. And like, can I really pick the Patriots, dude? Can you? It's the- I don't know. It's like the Patriots. It's six points. <laughs> it's but it's six points. Like the Chargers do not cover cover six points. <laughs> like oh they God. will dominate and they will win this by like three. So give me the Patriots plus six. Okay. This this as like I'm gonna lose. I don't know. 
16 to 9. I'm going to lose 16 to 9 on this one. Oh. <laughs> okay, next up, the Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are five and a half point favorites. The over-under is 37, which is the second lowest on the week. Um, and I, I mean, Panthers, new coach. I like the narrative of new coaches coming in, giving the team some, some strength. QB coach got fired. It can't possibly get worse right now. So the Buccaneers are a complete mess. Give me the Panthers plus five and a half. We roll. Is Baker going to be available in the next game? I believe he will, yeah. He got back into that game as well. He finished the game. All right, give me the Buccaneers. Oh, God. Have fun, buddy. That's the lowest on the week. It deserves to be the lowest on the week. The Atlanta Falcons at the New York Jets. Over his 34 points. The Falcons are favored by two and a half points. Uh, uh, give me the Jets. I'm not picking the damn Falcons. Oh. I'm on the opposite end here. I, after watching Team Boyle, I, I mean, unless you gave me like 14 points, I'm going to take the other side. I'm sorry. It's just, Timmy, as Robert Sala calls him, Timmy's getting another chance, and I'm not giving the Chats another chance here. Give me the Falcons minus two and a half. Okay. Next up, it's the Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Steelers over under 39 and a half. And the new and improved Pittsburgh Steelers are five and a half point favorites. You know what? Hmm. Give me the Steelers. This is way too big of a number, but it's the new and improved Steelers. So let's give it a go. Give me the Steelers minus five and a half. This is pure Alex is always wrong logic. Give me the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, after watching them just getting absolutely plummeted by Kyron Williams, I am going to pass on the Cardinals right now. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Oh my god. Have fun. Colts at Titans. Colts favored by two points. Oh god. The playoff bound Colts. They are the last team in the playoff in the playoffs for the AFC. Give me the Colts. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Give me the Colts as well. <laughs> you couldn't do it. I cannot do it. You didn't have the moxie. 
Uh, I cannot. I cannot. This is probably <laughs> the game in which I should have gone against you. Because this feels like a prime divisional matchup. This is going to be a 13 to 10 game. So I should take the points. But yeah. I cannot take Will Levis. And next up. Both of our 10 teams. The Denver Broncos at the Houston Texans. My 10th seed or team in the power rankings versus yours. And the Texans are three and a half point favorites with an over under of 46 and a half. And you know why I have that's a better team. So give me the Broncos as plus three and a half. Give me the Texans. Right. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Next up, I have the San Francisco 49ers at the Philadelphia Eagles. The 49ers are favored by three points. You know what? I know you want to pick the 49ers, so I'm going to pick the Eagles. Give me the plus three. <laughs> Say the Eagles are going to get sacrificed. Go ahead, Alex. That's what I would do. I'm giving you the opportunity to say that the four, the Eagles are about to get sacrificed. I, can, I cannot uh, in good faith say that. You cannot in good faith say that? I do not understand this line. How are the Eagles plus three at home? This is telling me that they think the Niners are at least four or five point better than the Eagles in a neutral ground. And if this game was reversed, then we're talking about a, almost a touchdown better for the, the Niners. Yep. No, I cannot go along with that one. Give me the Eagles plus three as well. Oh, dang. I should have sw- I should have picked the 49ers. Maybe oh, you want to switch? Yeah, yeah. You okay. pick the Eagles. You put the Alex curse on them. The Eagles are about to get sacrificed. Okay, you get your switch. You uh, get your switch. Okay. Next up, the Cleveland Browns at the Los Angeles Rams. The P.J. Walker or Joe Flacco-led Cleveland Browns. Poor guys. The Rams are minus five. Five Five-point favorites over under is 39. Oh. Oh, boy. Do I take the Browns' stellar defense? With plus five. Oh, we didn't mention it, but Miles Garrett might be hurt for real. Did you see um, that thing where he was no. with his arm on a sling after the game and he had to be helped to put on his shirt? I did not. Yeah, Uh-oh. he might be hurt. Yeah, he was looking iffy on the field. I believe he finished the game, uh, the part that mattered. But yeah, in the locker room, he was he was hurting. Miles play that would take the plus five. This is not, I'm not sure if he is. I guess I'm taking the Rams minus five. I'm gonna agree with you on that. Give me the Rams minus five on this. Miles Garrett is basically what's left with the Browns, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. boy. 
Kansas City Chiefs at Green Bay Packers. Chiefs favored by six and a half. You know, give me six and a half points. Give me the Packers. Alex? Yum, 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 yum. I'm looking at it. And I'm thinking. Six and a half points is a touchdown and a PAT. Yeah. It's a lot of points for a primetime game. It is a lot of points for a primetime game. Jordan Love does look... Oh, God, we have the Monday night game. Yeah, we have the Monday night game. And I get to pick it first. Oh, <laughs> But I think you like my pick. So, this is a very tough game. This is the game that I'm having the most trouble picking. Because on one hand, the Packers are really playing great right now. On another, it's still the Chiefs. They might just plunder through them. But I'm going with the Packers as well. Give me the Packers for six and a half. Okay. And finally, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yep. Over under 39 points. And the Jaguars are eight and a half point favorites. Yep. And you know what? I'm taking the Bengals. Give me the Bengals plus eight and a half. This is a lot of points for Monday Night Football. Give me the Jags. Just, 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 just give me the Jags. It's no explanation needed. You just cannot trust your team then. Did you watch Jake Browning play? I watched more of his play versus the Ravens, and he didn't look atrocious. Did, did you watch Jake Browning play? No, I did not watch this. You did not watch Jake Browning play. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> And I know I didn't give, um, I did not give an upset pick, uh, upset of the week pick last week, last week, but I'm giving one this week. And it's the Carolina Panthers beating the Tampa Bay Buccaneers straight up. Upset of the week. Oh man, what an upset. I mean, they are five and a half point underdogs. I don't know. Oh. <sighs> Another one in the books. I can't believe you picked the Bengals. I picked the Bengals. You really... So, if the Jaguars faced the Eagles in the Super Bowl, would you just be in shambles? Probably. (laughs) It's the most (laughs) under-deserving Super Bowl ever. At that point, I guess. Yeah, I I'm not sure I would react well with that one. <laughs> oh man! And yeah, another show in the books. Tomorrow you don't have my company. I'm I sorry will not. to leave Al- you. Austin will be here for the Thursday episode, the fantasy episode. <laughs> you will have a oh, Cowboys fan. I mean, it'll be better than having a Seahawks fan. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. The star on the helmet. And you can ask him if he does think that Dak Prescott is the MVP or not. You will I could. Obviously I say could yes. ask him that. Yeah, he will I say yes. Know. Austin's kind of a fence-sitter. So I don't know if he'll say yes to that. Funny enough, I think the only player um, that would have a better case than him because, like, he's having a good season, but it's not a spectacular season. Mm-hmm. So if, the if like, this trend continues mm. and this path continues, yep. I think the player who might steal it away from him, it's Tyreek Hill. You think a position player is going to win MVP? If this continues, Tyreek is on pace for 2,000 yards. You're not wrong. That's the first time ever a wide receiver would do it, I believe. It's a solid case. I'm not saying it's not. But... If there's one year in which a positional player can win it, it's probably this one. So, breaking the 2,000 yards barrier that no one ever broke, that would be a pretty good one. Pretty good case. You're not wrong. That is the show, I guess. Is there anything we're missing? Oh, do you have any sweet words to the fans since you're not going to be there Thursday? Just, if you're following along the ride, as a legend once said, and now um, a legend who has now been, who has now passed away, job's not finished. Job's finished. Job's not finished. So we stand tall. We get another weekend. I got the first win of the three that I needed. Job's not finished. You're not beating me. I hope you know that. Job's not like... finished. <laughs> You're not beating me. You're just we not. shall see. I'm just saying, job's not finished, man. I'm I'm gonna be without Chris Olave and Justin Jefferson next week. They're gonna be back for you. You're. The the job's going to remain unfinished until next year. Nah, let's see. (laughs) For now, all I can say is, job's not finished, man. (laughs) Job's finished? Job's not finished. We'll talk about it when job's finished. Okay, well, (laughs) you do the outro. You're better at it than me. Well, as, as Angelo always says, we have a nice, fancy donate button around there. You just click it. And you you help us out. And other ways you can help us out is if you're listening on podcast, if you're listening on Spotify app, just subscribe, uh, leave a, a review on it, five star review of course. We don't take any less than that. Uh, you can also just turn on the auto download. That also helps quite a bit. And if you're watching on YouTube, just don't forget to subscribe. All the usual things. Subscribe, leave a like, turn notifications on, and leave us a comment. And see you guys next week from me. And I guess Angelo will talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye, guys. See you guys.